coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Pretty soon, you're going to have one kid for each restaurant. That's right. <laughs> three dishwashers. You got three, 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 re- dishwashers. Yeah. three restaurants, two kids, one more on the way. Yep, yep. Doing- Staff's hard to find, so I'm taking it to the next so, level. <laughs> you're you're kind of like Dan Bavaro. He has five restaurants and five kids. That's it. Doing it right. And then there was a baseball game on. She's like, hey, let's go check out a baseball game. So the next thing you know, you're in downtown St. Pete. And then next thing you know, you're wandering around going, this is a cool little city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try and pursue this mm-hmm. sort of American lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Still haven't jumped on board with the margaritas yet. <laughs> that's you guys. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. The show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. The podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There, you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button, and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download, and then you can listen to them anytime you want like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is Josh Cameron from the Oyster Bar, Crafty Squirrel, and Lucky Dill Deli. The Oyster Bar and Lucky Dill are two long-standing institutions in downtown St. Pete, and Crafty Squirrel is the newer one at one year old. We We have have a great great show, so so stick around. Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer build your own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and put you in charge. There are actually 6,432,189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by build your own? I know that I sometimes am. Well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm, but I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later, and I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. How many times have you heard a restaurant say that they have healthy food that actually tastes great? I've heard it a lot, but unfortunately, it's usually one or the other and not both. 
until the brass bowl came around. Right. Their food actually is healthy and tastes so darn delicious. So good. And they use organic ingredients and responsibly sourced seafood. Brass Bowl offers gluten-free, vegan, and carnivorous options. There truly is something for everyone. You will find imaginative flatbreads, bowls, and tasty, delicious small plates with options like fresh roasted seasonal veggies, 24-hour sous vide hanger steak, house-smoked salmon, and free-range chicken breast. And up front, they have a cold-pressed juice station and separate menu with juice bowls and elixir shots. It's like two open kitchens in one. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is really on the cutting edge of the fast, casual culture that is enjoying so much fame these days. Go get bowled over by Brass Bowl. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is located at 656 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. And you can check them out on the web at BrassBowlKitchen.com. Please welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the owner-operator of three different restaurants, which shall be named momentarily. Please welcome Josh Cameron to the show. Welcome. Yes, welcome, Josh. G'day, Kevin. G'day, Laurie. Great to be here. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Good day. So, yeah. <laughs> G'day. So good let's, day. Let's get the obvious out of the way first. You're from Australia. <laughs> yep, yep. From Dubbo, New South Wales. That's it. We, We're on the map. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Dubbo. It's Dubbo. actually a native word meaning red earth. Uh-huh. Yeah, so cool. it sounds like Dumbo, but Dumbo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's the it's in the southeastern part of Australia, about a one hour flight west from Sydney. Yep, yep, w- it, northwest. That's if the plane's moving. Unfortunately, it's <laughs> a lot smaller planes out that way. Ah, I bet. So pretty soon you're going to have one kid for each restaurant. That's right. <laughs> three dishwashers. Yeah, three, 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 three re- dishwashers. Yeah. Three restaurants, two kids, one more on the way. Yep, yep. Do Staff's we- hard to find, so I'm taking it to the next so level. <laughs> you're you're kind of like Dan Bavaro. He has five restaurants and five kids. That's it. Doing it right. As long as you don't have five wives, then I think <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. Right. you're safe. That will get you in trouble. Uh, your wife is uh, Adriana. Adriana, yes. Mm-hmm. You guys got married October 10th. Yes, very recent. Yes, very Still recent. Still getting used to wearing rings. Congratulations. Oh, cheers. And me and you and your wife all have one thing in common. We're all Sagittarius. Oh, hey, yeah. I'm the 13th. You are the 18th. 18th, and she's the 16th. Yep. Right? I really wanted to push for like a December 17th wedding so you'd never forget the anniversary. Right, right. Well, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's, what I always, that's what I always said. Yeah. <laughs> but when it falls on a Tuesday, it's a hard one to push. Yeah. yeah you, have to, you have to find a girl that was born on Valentine's Day, and then that's when you marry her. What a win. So you got anniversary, exactly. Valentine's Day, and birthday all in one shot. You're either going to get shot or you're going to get... You two are killing me right now, really. This is ridiculous. You guys need to have one big party, though. It's all the same week. Or an assistant. Yeah, exactly. Who can like, point us in the right direction. Don't yeah. forget about this. Right. So when did you come to the U.S. and what brought you here? Um, it's, it's kind of like a, a crazy story. I first came to the U.S. back in, I want to say, 2005, 2006, when the Cricket World Cup was on in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And I was basically working in Australia, my hometown. And next thing you know... All my mates are finishing uni and college, and they're like, we're going to watch cricket in the Caribbean. And I'm like, oh, how awesome's that? You know what I mean? And then three weeks later, I'm like, I'm, I've got my plane ticket, and I'm flying over. And so uh, we basically, I never ever thought about moving to the US or even traveling it. And then the next thing you know, here we are in Miami with the, I think it was like a 1998 Dodge Ram van conversion. <laughs> and we kind of landed in Miami International, and we just started traveling like, all over the US. And then uh, it wasn't until... I sort of like flew home a year later and going, this is unbelievable. And it really opened up my eyes because like back home in Australia, where I live is like out in the sticks. So we're very, 
you know, like we're a very meat and three veg kind of territory. Mm -hmm. And so the whole idea of just seeing like even the everything from fast casual to like high end naturally wool backpacking. So mm -hmm. high end for us was like hooters. But um, <laughs> but uh, it was it was just such a like an eye opening experience because coming from a small town, I'd never even eaten like rice and beans in my whole entire life. Like we don't oh, wow. have Mexican cuisine. Like for us, Mexican cuisine is an old El Paso kit in the international <laughs> aisle. <laughs> And so, and we didn't know what we're doing, you know. Right, what I mean? right. So it was just, it's just such a uh, mind-blowing sort of experience. And then it wasn't until I um, flew back over uh, to work in the summer camp up in Michigan. That's when I really fell in love with the US and said, you know what? I've been running bars in Australia for a long time. I'd love to be a part of the action over here. So I pulled the trigger back in 2012 with immigration, and fortunate enough to find the Oyster Bar. And then uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I was been a resident since. June 2013, and I think I took over Oyster Bar July 2013. So it's was it yeah. July? I think it was June or July. I'm, I'm a bit sketchy okay. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was right before we got together because I used to go to brunch there every almost every week. And I remember when you bought the, yep, the yep, place. Yep. I remember this because I would sit there with my friends for the whole three hours drinking the, the free mimosas, and, and you right. would always come over to the table and talk to oh, us. And, I used to have yeah. clean shirts back then. It was <laughs> a magical time. <laughs> So where were some of the places that you traveled around the U.S.? Um, we actually trip? we actually hit just about every state. So wow, yeah, we like went to town, and when you're traveling, um, you've only got 90 days, so we'd always sort of like time the trip. To, so you'd sort of like drive up the whole East Coast, then you'd sneak into Canada, and then <laughs> you'd sneak back down and sort of like get to New Orleans and do a road trip back up towards Canada, and then mm -hmm. sneak in again. So um, wow, we, we awesome. ended up. So what's the rule the on that? How long did you have to stay out? Um, usually. They say a week, but we'll get into the situation where we'll like sometimes had a three day hotel booking. You know what I mean? And we'll be back the next night. Um, and so, but like, as long as you're honest with the people at the immigration and mm -hmm. at the border, and like, we're always, I'm sure we smelt bad and like, <laughs> we're always swapping each other's clothes. And so we, we just had the greatest experience ever. And if you look at the photos, it looks like we only had six outfits for the, like a whole year to. <laughs> It was a sad, sad slideshow on my show on uh, MySpace back in the day. <laughs> MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you mentioned that you were running bars in Australia before you came over yep, here? Yep, yep. Um, I actually, when, like, didn't sort of like come from much back home, but uh, when we turned 18 in Australia, that's our legal drinking age and that's mm -hmm. where we kind of cut loose. And mm -hmm. so I remember for my 18th birthday, being a December baby, um, we right. actually finished school. Like our school year kind of goes from January to December. Mm -hmm. And so we finished school like the day before my 18th birthday. And so I had a crack at actually trying to DJ my own birthday party, and it was a pretty, pretty. Ooh, that's me. Um, it was a pretty successful sort of event, and then unfortunately that led into doing DJing more sort of like backyard parties. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, I was like, "That's it, I'm gonna go all in." So the next thing you know, I started DJing, and then the next thing you know, you're working in bars and pubs in Australia, and you kind of like get this kind of like, not a euphoric experience, but you kind of get this like, "Wow, here we are," and everyone's like dancing and partying, carrying on. And then you're like, wow, I made like 400 bucks DJing tonight. And then you're like, how'd you guys go? Oh, we done like a $40,000 night. And I'm like, what? I'm in the wrong game. <laughs> and so from there, um, I basically started doing a little bit of bar work on the side. And the next thing you know, I was bar manager, then you're general manager. And then the next thing you know, you're like running a bar, then you're running another bar. And it's just starts snowballing from there. How did you decide on St. Petersburg? Uh, that's actually a real good one. So when I was road tripping, um, I always had a few favorites and naturally like Austin's a phenomenal city and, mm -hmm. and everyone's sort of like been there. But, um, for me, 
I just really felt this weird connection when walking. I mean, this is like 2008, hardcore recession. Mm. Like right. There was nothing, nothing like it, it is now. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. just such a, 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 a sort of like weird experience. But the person that I work with up in summer camp up in Michigan, she lived in Dunedin. So naturally she was mm-hmm. like, you've got to come down and visit. So we loaded up, came down and visited. And then we checked out naturally Dunedin, such a cool little spot. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And then there was a baseball game on. She's like, hey, let's go check out a baseball game. So the next thing you know, you're in downtown St. Pete. And then next thing you know, you're wandering around going, this is a cool little city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you kind of like when you're, from overseas, naturally, a lot of the cities start feeling the same in America. Mm-hmm. Like, you can like walk down a lot of the big cities, mm-hmm. whether it's you know, I mean, Atlanta or like even Tampa to that degree. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like you don't see that much. It's all the same. Streets are similar, businesses are similar. But with St. Peter, just had that little sort of like unique mm-hmm. feel about it. And then when I went home, I used to keep talking about it. So I decided if I was going to ever buy a bar in the U.S., it'd have to be in St. Pete, Florida, or maybe Destin, Florida. Mm-hmm. Because we had such an awesome experience in Destin too. So nice, was, cool. Yeah. Well, we're glad you landed here. Oh, me too. And <laughs> which, was that '08 then that you moved here, or '09? No, no, no. I didn't move here until 2012. He moved. Here. 2012. Oh, yeah. So I was working. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was the first trip we'd done the Cricket World Cup road trip, mm-hmm. and then we came back over in 2009, 2010. Worked in a summer camp, and that's what sealed the deal gotcha. for saying, "Hey, I'm going to try and pursue this mm-hmm. sort of American lifestyle." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Still haven't jumped on board with the margaritas yet. (laughs) That's you guys. Yeah, Yeah, margaritas, I bet they probably are really American. Uh, Do you know what I work... I'm sure they probably are too. So I worked in bars for like five, ten years in Australia. I think I made two margaritas the whole time. You know, I can only drink one. To me, they're too cloying. It just gets to be too sweet. Oh, it's a a dedicated drink right there. It is. Here's my tip on making a margarita at home you go go to the store you buy your tequila and then you also buy they have these pre-made margaritas so it's tequila and mix and it's like a low calorie one or something so use the pre-made margarita as your mix with the tequila then it won't be too sweet and it'll get extra drunk extra fast his tip is always add more liquor <laughs> yeah it is Actually, I, I, I think a splash of mexican beer is a secret to margarita you know uh-huh. to get a bit of that mm-hmm. bitterness to offset the sweetness Right, that is popular, yep. Yeah. So the Oyster Bar you took over in 2013. So it was here. It was it was the Central Avenue Oyster Bar. It was, yes. Mm-hmm. And Lori wasn't that fond of it before you owned it. But mm-hmm. after you took it over. As far as eating, like, dinners. Oh, but I loved way. the brunch. <laughs> after you took it over, it became one of her favorites. And then yes. Fortunato's Pizza Place on Central Ave, right next to mm-hmm. Oyster, was Fortunato's. You took it over in 2016. Yep, yep. And you ran it as Fortunato's for a little while. Yep, and then I still miss it. it. I'm sorry, <laughs> I miss that sauce. And then, <laughs> while running Fortunatos and Oyster Bar, you bought Lucky Dill Deli yep. in 2017, and then Fortunatos became Crafty Squirrel yep. in September 2018. So the hardest thing about moving to the states was I ended up with like this New York City pizzeria, and unfortunately, not being from New York, I've got to learn all the rules. And I tell you what, there were so many rules. Like it's crazy how. You go to some of these like pizza trade shows and pizza conference, and you start talking to some of these pizza guys. Mm-hmm. Like you can just tell that that's just not a their life dedication. It's like their family or their right. Like, it's a whole, it's it's a whole, whole world. Absolutely, and so it was crazy. And so for me, naturally, my background being more bar driven, right. the plan was always, oh, if we could just maintain like these pizza sales and complement it with some booze sales. I'm like, what a win! Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but naturally, like you start talking about double deck like 
pizza ovens you're talking like you need so much space and these things are just like furnaces and when you're already in florida as it is oh like, it's just Can chaos. I imagine yeah, yeah it's chaos but um so i definitely sort of like had to gravitate that back to sort of like more of a a friendly uh, concept that i'm sort of like more familiar with but also too like central lab downtown st pete that pizza shop used to have a line out the door from like 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. I, I was one of those people in that. Oh, I, definitely, <laughs> I definitely recognize these guys from the pizza line. I actually, <laughs> actually recognize a few um, tickets from like those rainy Sundays. Oh, uh, our yeah. tickets, yeah. yeah like you said, uh, it, was, t- it was almost an every Sunday thing when we were here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. always get sausage and meatballs. And I always and got the um, spicy sauce. Right. <laughs> Fettuccine or whatever. Right? I don't remember what it was called, but yeah. <laughs> but they were such big meals. Like I remember, like they yeah. used to make these. Oh, I'd never see anyone finish a pasta plate in there. I'm like, you guys. Oh, are I mad. never did. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. These. This is like six pounds worth of food. <laughs> <laughs> it was like three days. Of yeah, exactly. Food. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get into more details on Oyster Bar, Crafty Squirrel, and Lucky Dill Deli. We will be right back. Keep on moving. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Engine, engine can you get me back on time? I love soup, and I'm always in search of a great soup. Ramen is just so complex and delicious with layers of complex flavors in its broth. Booyah Ramen is one of my favorite places in downtown St. Pete. So much so that I recently included them on my top five Asian noodle soups list for their pork belly ramen. Now Booyah's success is not just about the ramen. It's a hip, upbeat environment meant for unwinding and socializing with house-crafted cocktails, a large selection of Japanese whiskey, and izakaya, too. Those are small plates of different types of appetizers that are delicious, as well as the ramen. The ambiance of the place, along with the friendliness of the owners and staff, really adds to the character and charm of Buya. And to add to its coolness, the owners are actually opening up four more stores, one in Miami, and three in Berlin of all places. Yes, Berlin, Germany. How cool is that? Booyah Ramen is located at 911 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and is open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Do ya, Booyah? We are back! We are back! We are back on the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast with our guest, Josh Cameron, the owner-operator of Oyster Bar, Lucky Dill Deli and Crafty Squirrel all on the 200 block of Central Avenue. Well, Lucky D- Dill's kind of on the corner. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like the uh, restaurant mogul of the 200 block oh, we, of Central. Yeah, between you and Greg, you guys got it. <laughs> oh, that's it. And Josh, too, from Five Bucks. And Josh. And, yep. yep. But then it's funny. You think about our side of the block, and there's like 10, 12 different businesses. And then you look at the north side of the block on First Ave. Uh-huh. And I think like it's McDitton's and Yard of Ale take up. Like, it's everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because they don't they own Yard of Ale? McDidn's? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they own all of it. Yeah. yeah. So between Janice, Yard of Ale, and then naturally you've got McDidn's mm-hmm. and 
Sushi One? Sushi, sushi Inc. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Right. And then, of course, we left Hans out. He's got Del Mar on your side, too. Right. <laughs> well, that's it. Can't leave out Hans. So what's going on over at Lucky Dill these days? All or right. Or do you have any some new stuff coming down the road? No, definitely. Um, I've actually had the plans to turn this place into a brewery. And with all these crazy Chinese tariffs going on, I actually bit the bullet and actually bought all the brewing equipment sort of like six months ago. Ah, uh, to beat the tariffs. Exactly. Yeah. And so I've kind of like been nursing these dust collectors for a while so we're just hoping to uh, your party at josh's house yeah exactly <laughs> so it's a sort of like weird combination of trying to get a naturally the right lease in line to complement the right renovations to complement the city and so it's always a, <laughs> whenever you bring in those sort of like three elements it really starts going into sort of like snail mail pace so uh right yeah but we're um if we do pull the trigger i'd love to see some tools swinging before the end of the year which yes we're and you, you gave us a great tour of that place. We had no idea how much actual space is upstairs. Oh, and I'm sure the public really doesn't realize how much space is not being utilized as as actual restaurant space. No, absolutely. It's uh, If that place had an elevator on it, it would be a, it'd be a game changer. Uh-huh. But um, naturally, like, just so for guests that don't know, like it used to be an old hotel back in the days. Mm-hmm. And so right. when walking along the second level, you've actually still got the room numbers above each window. Right. The, the, the rooms weren't exactly anything special. I, be, I believe back <laughs> in the day it was a, a window, a little AC unit and a bed. Right. And right. Uh, communal bathrooms and yeah, it was a different, different world. Yeah, yes. Anybody that wants to see some photos of that, you can see that on our website on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Just go to the site and in the search box, just put either Lucky Dill or Oyster Bar or Josh Cameron and you'll find that article. Yes. But it's pretty cool. Winners. So what's what's happening with that now? Um, so it's it's sort of like the plans have been drawn up, right? Um, installed. You said everything's stalled right yep, now. Yep, yep. So it's just a matter of hopefully getting everyone on the same page in the next few weeks, and then we can really start the ball rolling. And, um, and, and I think you said maybe a steakhouse in there. Yeah, right? definitely. Like I, I always sort of like look around and mm-hmm. like you sort of you hear what everyone's sort of saying and all that sort of stuff. And one thing that I do love about St. Pete is we've got some phenomenal food. And realistically, it's not that expensive. If you mm-hmm. do a short drive across the bridge, like your ribeye goes from like 35 to 55 sort of thing. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I really feel like we are missing on the downtown block is some more restaurants. And mm-hmm. so naturally the mill's great, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Talks of a new sort of restaurant coming downtown mm-hmm. next door to Craft. But actually on the 200 block, Oyster Bar's really one of the only sort of like designated sort of restaurants. Mm-hmm. And so the plan was just, to, what does everyone want? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And they're, everyone's always sort of saying, oh, I wish we could just get like a nice, easy, casual steak downtown. And so I was like, well, beer and steaks go pretty good together. Mm-hmm. They, they do. do. Yeah. They do. And actually, it's one thing I know how to cook. So it's like, yeah. a, it's like a, <laughs> you throw me in a kitchen to try and make some like, noodles from scratch, I'm useless. You mean, roll some sushi, I'm absolutely useless. <laughs> you give me a backyard grill and a bit of meat, I'm in business. Right, right. So, yeah, but... True. And there's so much uh, fast casual that's being open these days. I think yep. people are wanting service restaurants. Oh, absolutely. Too. And, and we sort of see it. At We're going to see it come back into a... Yeah. No, absolutely. And, yeah. and one of the, one of the like, crazy things are, naturally, you've got the host rocking the Oyster Bar stand and it's Friday, you know what I mean? And naturally, mm-hmm. people are like, how long's the wait? And you're like, sorry, it's an hour. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you see them do another lap and you're like... How long's the wait? Sorry, it's still an hour. <laughs> All right, let me get the name on the list. So yeah. at least with like Lucky Dill, um, there's sort of like one more brand where the person can kind of come in and expect full service. You know what I mean? And right. Sort of like have that sort of like not high end sort of like menu, but you know like get a good plate of food for like twenty twenty five dollars, and and that's just so hard to do these days because mm-hmm. food costs are just they are. It's just getting so crazy. I think everything besides chicken right now 
<laughs> just keeps going up and up and up. It's right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. anything that you want imported, the tariffs have oh. really hurt on that front. We've heard. No, it's 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 just a different world. And even like produce, you know what I mean? And these fires mm-hmm. out in California, and it's like people right. people don't mm-hmm. realize that a lot of the local supermarkets kind of have these huge deals locked in you know what i mean so they're protected from a lot of these sort of things but the guys that kind of try and buy the next level up quality produce mm-hmm. like we're the ones that kind of can end up sort of getting stuck paying these like four five six dollars for mm-hmm. like produce that's typically around one or two dollars a pound wow. and and it's just one of those things as a, as a restaurant owner you're like do you take the hit mm-hmm. or do you pass it on to the customers right. and it's just it's always one of those things like i remember when limes and lemons went up to a hundred dollars a case you know what I mean? And we were like... I remember that too. That was oh, a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, and we're sort of like selling a dozen oysters with half a lemon. And I'm like, <laughs> this lemon's worth more than an oyster. Like, and I'm like, and when, where would that ever be the case? Right. right. Yeah. I, I also read recently uh, in the Wall Street Journal that the price of milk and dairy has gone up because of it's become so popular in China. And it's not even, we're not even, we don't, the U.S. does not supply China but it's because they have increased the overall worldwide demand so much yep. that prices have gone up everywhere, including the U.S. Yep. So it's good for dairy farmers, though, anyway. Oh, for good, the longest, good thing I don't <coughs> drink milk a lot. For the, for the <laughs> longest time, too, like, naturally, China didn't really, like, care much about the high-end food. Like, the Japanese were always, mm-hmm. like, hardcore mm-hmm. into their really good um, seafood and mm-hmm. their really good sort of, like, um, like, red meats and all sort of gear. Mm-hmm. But now, like, when, as soon as China got involved and, like, we love lobster... Mm-hmm. Like, it was like overnight lobster almost doubled in price. You're wow. Like, this is chaos. But um, right now, I think this is where it's interesting where like there's so many great sort of like operators and restaurateurs and, mm-hmm. and chefs, especially chefs, mm-hmm. that are now gravitating menus towards not being so protein heavy on their plates. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you're really sort of starting to see a lot more of these like uh, attention it, put right. into like these like grain based or produce right. based sort of like sides that are almost becoming the star of the plate. Right. Yeah. But that's also increasing the price. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's only so much spaghetti squash to go around. Yeah, sure. Right. So uh, shout out to Oyster Bar. You guys, we, we just came out with a top 10 oysters list. Yeah, and huge. O- thank you to the guys over this way. Oyster Bar's <laughs> on that. Yes. And then uh, also Oyster Bar has aphrodisiac hour, 4 to 5 p.m. every day. One dollar oysters and one buck chuck. Nice. Got to definitely check that out. And Crafty Squirrel, you also recently what, made our... What's one buck chuck? One buck chuck. That's the That's the our wine, oyster right? shooter. Oh, it's an oyster shooter. Oyster shooter. So See, basically you didn't take, even know. Okay, I don't feel so bad. So we take... <laughs> There's a wine <laughs> called one buck chuck. <laughs> oh, is it? I have to jump on it. That's Trader Joe's. It's not one yeah. buck. Oh, watch out, mum. <laughs> Others tell you taking care of one buck chuck. Wine so so it's an oyster shooter. It's an oyster shooter. Yep. So we take a fresh shucked oyster and we add a little bit of cocktail sauce and top it up with some uh, oyster bay mm-hmm. from uh, Oyster Bay in Massachusetts's beer. So it's a cool. nice little oyster shooter to sort of like throw down the goblet. Nice. Cool. I like that. And also, speaking of list, we also have the best craft cocktails list, and Crafty Squirrel is on that one. Woo-hoo, thank you very much. So, do we want to talk about uh, Crafty Squirrel a little bit? That's no, for a, sure. A, the newer one in the in the bunch, uh, definitely uh, artisan pizzas. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That's what we've we've had several of those, and also the craft cocktails. You guys have, you guys do teapots. Yep, yep. Nobody that. else does teapots. And and that was sort of like the uh, one big thing that I did steal from home. Um, so for everyone who doesn't know at home, basically. I always used to feel bad for that guy that would come out, woohoo, let's party, four shots, and then it's like an $80 tab. <laughs> and so one of our interesting ways around it was we'd always do these interesting components in a teapot and mm-hmm. sort of serve it like high tea. Mm-hmm. But we definitely dulled it down and made it a little bit more sort of like party 
orientated. So mm-hmm. anyone gets thirsty and wants to kick into party mode, sneak down to the Crafty Squirrel, order yourself a teapot. So it's basically a cocktail shooter mm-hmm. served with four little shot glasses and you pour it out like high tea and... That's so cool. Bottoms yeah. up. Serves four shots and there are the assortment of regulars, which are $15, and then the premiums, $20. Nice. Not bad. No. It's $5 a shot. Oh, that's yeah. it. Good deal. <laughs> yeah, and you also have the Long Island iced tea pitchers. Yep, yep. Several. several. That's basically just one big shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, just cocktail pitchers in general are just so hot right now. Yeah, and, and you have it, 10 of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. It gets the one that it's so funny when you're sort of like hiring your bartenders. Everyone's always like, you experience bartender? Yep, yep, yep. I'm like, check out this cocktail list. And they're like, whoa. Better <laughs> <laughs> start doing some research. And it's an effort too. Like you get some real rock star bartenders and they can actually pour mm-hmm. four bottles simultaneously. Wow. So like you're talking about like they just grab a handful. Like Tom Cruise in the movie Cocktail. Exactly. Yeah. Pizza is what I normally think of with yep. Crafty Squirrel. We guys have a lot more stuff, but so there's the artisan pizzas. We like the uh, we like the chicken bacon ranch. Oh yeah, yeah. that one's really good. And there <laughs> and the, fattening. The, the, the Metasaurus, gotta have that. And you guys, you have a whole selection of uh, skillet fries, a whole buffalo chicken, for example, is one of those. Crafty Max. Yep. One, two, three, four, five, six, six of those. Yeah. So we're actually doing a little bit of a menu sort of refresh now because we've found that with so many people coming in, not wanting, like, pizzas are probably one of the most popular shareable foods in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we're finding so many sort of like people coming in. And so we put so much a big emphasis on the shareable sort of element of the, of the place. Um, but one of the big things we're getting now is like a lot of these sort of sport fans that are coming in going, no, don't take my pizza. No, don't take my wings. Right. And so we're actually going to start... Um, moving our appetizer into more of a street fair so we can sort of like appeal a little bit more to the masses mm-hmm. um, not just those kind of people that just sort of like want to binge out on the party eats and so with Fortunados a big part of their menu was always these huge portion sizes so we try to sort of like keep that alive with the Crafted Squirrel menu but now what we've been open a year it's sort of now sort of like started and gravitate towards some sort of like specials that we ran that were mm-hmm. particular favorites and and naturally, oh, that's um, what you have to do the first year. It's all a learning experience. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure, yeah. for sure. And and also too, like right now, we're getting such a different demographic to what Fortunatos did. So all mm. bets are off. And, and <laughs> so it was like just the people coming out these days. And and one of the strange things from just like running bars, like just this whole movement towards Celsius right now spiked. So oh, no, like, that right. was like overnight. Oh, it's it's so bizarre. It's like, bizarre. Like, we all do bulk orders for beer and all sort of stuff, but I want to say. I'm ordering more Celsius these days than I am Bud Light. And right. it's oh, wow. just unheard of. Like, That's it's, crazy. Yeah. We, we use them as mixers. <laughs> we do. No, I think it's the best <laughs> we just add more to more vodka. Well, we, <laughs> we do two, we do two um, sort of like drinks. So everyone knows the uh, Mind Eraser where you used to basically yes. take vanilla vodka, Kahlua, fill it up with soda water. I did seven so, of those one night. It was not pretty. <laughs> Survi- <laughs> and survived. I did, I survived. but I woke up on the bathroom floor. Oh, that's a win. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, uh, anyway, go on. So we're actually, we're actually featuring, because a lot of these uh, spike celsius are all tropical-like or like pineapples or grapefruits. Right. And so we're actually doing a lot of topped cocktails with tequila. Mm. They just go so well. So instead of the old mind eraser, we've sort of like moved on to... I think we're going to go cannonball one day, cannonball, but I think, <laughs> I, I think they'll call head rushes just to sort of get on there. But also, yeah. too, they work so well as mixes with margaritas and mojitos. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we're doing some great right. Bacardi bucket specials with Trulies filling the gap. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. Josh Cameron, 
thank you so much for joining us. Everybody check out on the 200 block of Central Avenue. We have Lucky Dill Deli, Crafty Squirrel, and the Oyster Bar. Thanks. Thanks. This was fun, Josh. No worries. Absolute pleasure. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Josh. We'll be right back. Craving some good grub in the Tampa Bay area, but not sure where to go for dinner this weekend? Don't worry. I got you covered, guys. I'm Candace Avilez, host of Food for Thought. It's a food show where I basically explore different restaurants throughout the Tampa Bay area. Get ready for some drool-worthy, delicious dishes that are going to get you off the couch and into those restaurants and having a great night overall. You can watch my show on 10 News. It airs Thursday mornings. And also, if you're online, it's on our Food for Thought YouTube page. See you then. And if you love a restaurant, let me know on Instagram. This is Betty Fox, and you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Our musical guest today is Natalia Bonfini. Natalia is an acoustic guitarist, songwriter, and new-aged soul and blues musician. She was born and raised on Cape Cod and now resides locally. Welcome to the show, Natalia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And we always start with a question before the five questions, which is, are you ready? I think so. Okay. (laughs) What's your favorite food? Well, I am super Italian, so I think it's only right that I say anything, anything Italian. I love my pasta with red sauce. Awesome. Yes, your name is very Italian. I I know. I have the blonde hair, but I come from a very Italian family. Good. Everyone's straight from the motherland. (laughs) (laughs) What is your least favorite food? I've, I've had some pretty crazy things. I'm probably one of the least picky people in the world so mm-hmm. i'll try everything once i like that yeah I that. i'm like that too yeah I'm, i've had some funky things but i mean the classic like of course i don't like liver and onions <laughs> that's what tripe. i don't like i'll eat tripe in menudo that's the only way i've ever Ooh, had it the smell i don't like um, i can't do this but yeah that's i say the same thing i like almost everything i'll try anything if it's cooked but, right but liver have never been able to do it. Maybe it's the thought. I don't know. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So this one might be a tougher one. Okay. What's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Well, like I said, like I mentioned before when we were chatting, I'm I'm kind of new to the area. So my first year that I moved to Florida, I, I lived in Tampa. So I was on the other side mm-hmm. of the bridge. So I didn't get over here too much. But now that I'm in the Clearwater area, I, I do spend a little bit more time here. I'm a, I don't know if this counts as food, but I am a coffee house and brewery connoisseur. Does that count? So you know I, what? Let's count that. Yeah. So I, because of course, when I'm, I'm always playing shows at night. So any chance that I get to be home for dinner time, I love to home cook right. and stay home. But I love like local coffee houses and stuff. So I actually spend a, a lot of time at, I don't know if you've heard of um, Sweet Brunette. It's towards no. the beach. I love uh, Cage Brewing. That's one of my favorite breweries. Cage Brewing is very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just got the El- Tampa Bay Ale Trail, so I've been checking out all the... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, feet. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we if like that those. counts. <laughs> sure, we will count that. Salt or pepper? Uh, salt, always. I That's like my downfall with cooking. <laughs> I overuse salt. Yes. Well, some people might think you do. It doesn't bother ha- me. <laughs> have you have you ever seen uh, salt, fat, acid, heat? I did. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. 
Yeah. Do you have the book? I don't have the book. Okay, so anybody listening, it's holiday season. Natalia does not have the book, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Send to my P.O. box, please. Hint, hint, hint. And you already answered this question, which is, can you cook? You do. So let me follow up with, what do you, do you have any specialties or favorite dishes that you like to cook? I never knew that I liked to cook until I turned 18 and I kind of moved on my own. And I guess I just kind of picked up all these things without knowing that I did. So both my grandparents were chefs, both my parents are wonderful cooks. So I love cooking anything with olive oil. I love cooking veggies. Mm-hmm. Um, any favorite veggies? Okay, everyone makes fun of me for this, but I love crunchy, crispy Brussels sprouts. Olive oil, salt, pepper, garlic. Well, whoever made fun of you for that, that's se- my specialty. Send them to me. I'm okay. going to have a talk with them. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. I'm not too bad of a cook, though. Yeah. Yeah. Any uh, Italian dishes? Do you make meatballs at all? I, 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 I haven't gotten my meatball perfected, but I make a very good red sauce. Okay, okay, awesome. Red sauce is important. On the meatballs, I will advocate for pan frying them. Okay, okay. I'll I'll take any advice, (laughs) cooking advice from you. Most people don't do that. Most restaurants don't do that. Okay. So anyway, let's talk music. Okay, that's what I'm, I'm good at. I can do that. So the EP is Beyond the Broken Pieces. Mm hmm and the song we're going to feature in a minute or two here is titled Before. Yes. And that's your first single ever. Yes. And you told me that it won the 2018 New England Songwriters Competition. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of New England, you are originally from Cape Cod. Yes, yes. I am. Congratulations on winning that competition with your very first single. Yeah, yeah, I was uh I kind of went into it blindly. I had never shared original music ever in public, so then when they called my name on stage, I was absolutely shocked and then at that point I just I just started to record music and then that's where Beyond the Broken Pieces came from right so the song came first yes right? the song mm-hmm. came first and then later on the next year you did the EP yes. and the song is on the EP mm-hmm. which is available on all the platforms all the out platforms. there Where, wherever anybody gets their music you will find Natalia's EP and you should get it your voice is lovely thank you so the song has some pretty chords in it. Thank you. Yes, I know you You said you've already been learning it, which I, got, I love to hear. Yeah, I didn't get through the whole, I didn't, I didn't get to the chorus yet, but mm-hmm. the verse, A major 7 and you, D major 7, you're right? You're good. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little practice, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little out of practice, but getting more practice yeah. lately. There's some capo action on there. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. I was wondering, yeah, because the voicings did sound different than the standard voicing, so that's yeah. with the capo. Mm-hmm. Cool. So what is the song about? So the song is about, of course, like any good singer-songwriter, it's a, it's a love song, kind of a breakup song, basically saying this is what our relationship was like, and it doesn't really feel like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And the, the hook kind of is, this is not what it was before. Yeah, before. Yeah. Awesome. Your website is nataliabonfini.com. So it's N-A-T-A-L-I-A. First name, last name, Bonfini, B-O-N-F-I-N-I.com, NataliaBonfini.com. Yes, come see me. All my shows are up there. I've been trying to, like I said, I spent my first year in Tampa. So now that I'm down here on the other side of the pond, as I like to say, I've been trying to get more shows down here. I just, speaking of St. Pete, I just performed at the downtown St. Petersburg Songwriters Festival, which was hosted at a bunch of great 
restaurants around here. Yeah. Um, and it had tons of touring artists and local artists, which I loved. Um, so I got some cool upcoming stuff. And so all that is on my website. Excellent. Check that out. Check out the website for the schedule. And uh, I'll mention a few coming up right after the song. Natalia, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Here we are with Before. Most days I won't give up, but some days I've had enough, and your words they make me tough, but I'm tired and at the cusp, and you say it's just a zomp, and you say you'll make it up, you don't even try, I'm kind of over it, feels like the same old shit, saying you can't commit, and you wanna call it quits, then not Yellow bit screaming, I love this counterfeit, but I can't seem to say goodbye. Once again, that was Natalia Bonfini with her single titled Before from the EP Beyond the Broken Pieces. She is touring the East Coast, so make sure you catch her while she is in the area. This Friday, December 6th, she will be at Pisces Sushi and Global Bistro in Dunedin. That show is from 7.30 to 10.30. Next Friday, December 13th, she's at Irish 31. That's in the West Shore Mall Plaza, West, West Shore Plaza Mall, 6.30 to 10.30. 
And Saturday, December 14th, you can see Natalia at Sea Dog Brew Pub in Clearwater from 6 to 9. If you haven't been over to the website lately, we have a ton of new stuff on stpetersburgfoodies.com. We have a list of restaurants that are open for holiday dining. That's uh, including Christmas Eve and Christmas coming up. We have the 10 best places for oysters in St. Pete. There is a restaurant review of Sam's Sushi. Also, German Canoodle, we have a review. And Baba on Central, we have a brand new review. Next week on the podcast, we have Brian and Lindsay Rosager from Lost Coast Oyster Farm. If you'd like to email us, just send it to info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. That's all, folks, for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thanks to our guests, Josh Cameron and Natalia Bonfini. And thanks to our sponsors, Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery, Pacific Counter, Buyu Ramen, and, and Engine, Engine Number nine. 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie! <laughs>